Enough of the wine. Let's get into the swine. Yeah, right, Satan. You know, we're in the heavenly Jerusalem where the party doesn't stop. Most important thing is that there's a demonstration of the realm of the overcomers called divine ecstasy. Otherwise, people might not even see the promised land and just live in the realm of the natural as Christians or some kind of madness. Can you imagine the people not knowing where they're going? That's the definition of lost. So let's uh, get into the river. Let's get into the river. We're gonna have a, a meeting tonight of the river of wine. And uh, when you're inside Heavenly Jerusalem, you get really, really, really drunk all the time. It's so effortless. It's not even so much about showing people you're drunk, it's showing them the promised land of Heavenly Jerusalem where there's never-ending wine. The wine is divine love. So a demonstration of agape is a demonstration of the wine of Jesus. At the Last Supper, our Lord Jesus Christ, he took up a cup of Welch's grape juice. <laughs> and he said, this is the cup of my not intoxicating blood. This will make you sour-minded and serious. You'll probably just go after money. You'll probably look for religious formulas after you drink this cup. <laughs> yeah, right, Satan. Just say, yeah, right, Satan. Yeah, right, Satan. <laughs> Not today, Satan. That's right. I'm having a business deal with the devil today to see if I'm mature enough to take over kingship in heavenly Jerusalem. So I'm on trial before the fallen angels and God and the heavenly Sanhedrin. And hopefully it'll go okay. I'm just going to get drunk. And these heavenly tests, the more wine, the better. You know, your father's nature is fun and frolicking. So I'm just going to act like my father. We'll see if that we'll see if that gets the job done. I know the devil doesn't like it. I know the flesh might be irritated, but the spirit is intoxicated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Well, we're learning how to not have a cow. Amen? We're learning about burning. Just turn to your neighbor and say, I hope you burn. Say it in love, though, man. Love. 
That's perfect. <laughs> I get into the old Molech cauldron. I hope you burn. They used to put people in these kettles for human beings and they'd melt them down. It's like the tire stacks of black apartheid. We're gonna melt you in hot rubber today of the Holy Ghost. Think Auschwitz in the glory. You need to pray for another holocaust and that's not offensive. That is the glory realm. It is full incineration of the soul and the mind to not even have a soul and a mind. Only Jesus. And Jesus is the one doing this whole thing through the prophets and apostles. A little bit outside the church, it might stretch your comfort zones. If you have a religious spirit, it will surely be exposed. If you have any spirit other than the glorious spirit of the freedom of the sons of God of the river of fire New Jerusalem, it will surely come to the surface and be pruned as simply weeds. I mean, it's not even a bad thing to get pruned. It's the best thing that ever happened to you. Kumbaya. I am so excited about Heavenly Jerusalem in this place. I just wanted to show you how high I am. Because you know we got these drunk Pharisees. You know the drunk Pharisees, they come out with their barometer of how much wine you're on. They don't even look for wisdom. They don't even look for other attributes. They're just looking for an, to see if you're acting drunk. And so you just never know what they've been drinking, you know what I mean? I've seen people act drunk and having wife swapping. Yeah, in the Drunken Glory Revival back in 2008 to 2010, people were smoking weed, drinking alcohol, sleeping around, and drunk. And they're still doing it, and they're still immoral. I knew it was really bad when I uh, got around all these people in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And when I released the purity, there was zero joy. Their joy only came from sin. I said, oh my God, the demon got him on demonic wine. And you start to talk about all the cups of other altars. The apostle says, yeah, you started on the holy wine. But now here's a hundred million other demon spirits, altars of wine. And just because you're drunk doesn't mean at all it's God. Seriously, wow. Oh man, oh god, it's gonna so real. I wonder if it's the real Holy Spirit that I have. Like, don't take the wine out of my baby bottle in this place. You know, that's what I need. To, I need a baby bottle. I love nursery. I'm a children's pastor. I do the nursery on Sunday mornings at the Church of the Firstborn in Heaven. And we just start them out on wine. We got glory fetus syndrome. Each one born in new wine, you know, alcohol, fetus syndrome, or tar babies, crack babies. How about glory babies? A people just totally fried on the glory, on the real wine that produces excellence, wisdom, transformation, ascension, glorification, and it's always based on the cross. Here is impurity. 
without the complete sacrifice of sensual, the sensual nature, it's swine wine every time. Swine wine is just common. What's uncommon and holy is the blood of Jesus that sacrifices your sensual nature. Like you can't even lust with your eyes without instant conviction. It's not possible. If you're on the real blood of Jesus, the very heart of God is flowing through your freaking face. <laughs> Truth in you. The heart of the Father is flowing through your freaking face, man. <laughs> That's what I'm on. That'll mess you up. You ain't gonna see me getting into some stupid sin. I hate the devil. I hate sin. I hate the world so much. I'm violent against that stuff. You know, true spiritual drinking is waging war against sin at a microcosmic level, at a cellular and atomic and molecular level because you're in the blood of Jesus, the DNA of Jesus. You're taking his transfigured flesh, his transfigured blood, and just getting annihilated on it. You're annihilating your soul. You're annihilating your mind. You're annihilating your senses. You're waging war against the curse of the fall in the heavens and the earth and under the earth through your flesh and blood. You're using your servant body as a temple of spiritual warfare. How is the war won? The Bible tells you in the blood of the Lamb. Which means you put the blood of Jesus in by drinking the Holy Spirit. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit's blood is the blood of Jesus. One of the manifestations of the seven manifestations of the sevenfold Holy Spirit is the manifestation of the wine of Jesus Christ. The gold of Jesus Christ too. That's how you get delivered from idolatry and greed and covetousness and money, which is something everyone needs deliverance in. It's not like, oh God, I got, my soul is perfect after I'm born again. No, his soul is perfect and now your spirit can share in his soul, which is seven manifestations of the Holy Ghost. One of them's gold. Golden glory, golden rivers, rivers of gold is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Fire! Uh, what we need now in the wine and in the oil, in the living water, <laughs> is fire and the angels and gold. We need it all. I mean, there's not a minute I'm not completely and totally dependent on it. Talk about addiction. Talk about being codependent. This is what you're created to be dependent on. The living God manifesting through your souls and your minds and your organs. Your bowels. Intestines, bro. Well, if you read the book of Acts, there's a lot going on there in the intestinal region. Ask Herod, amen. Why do you think the apostles put something so crazy in the Bible? Luke, the physician, he you knows the physician, so he's like, let's go into the intestines. Herod is getting disemboweled. Not just disemboweled, disemboweled and eaten by worms. <laughs> 
<laughs> what kind of worms eat the bowels that look like big worms? What kind of creature is working inside the stomach of Herod? It's called Hades. That's why there's a Masonic G on the warlock's apron in the Freemason Lodge of Lucifer, dude! You should have known that by now. <laughs> and you gotta laugh at it. Because it is funny. If you are not laughing at Herod and his disemboweled worm guts sprung out all over Jerusalem, I tell you what, you might be in Herod's bowels. And that's why it's not funny. Because judgment is upon the political spirit, says the Lord. About to get disemboweled. It's like throwing up people and you just burst open the belly. What was in the belly? It's a red dragon. You just cut open his belly. Fallen angels have different ranks, but they still require human flesh. That's why the big ones live in the kings. Herod was a king. So he had a big devil. Little compared to the sons of God. Tiny, actually. Jesus called him a little fox. The, the biggest demon in the kingdom of hell was very small to the Lord Jesus. So you need to have the right perspective first and foremost if you want to wage the good fight and the Christian warfare. Otherwise you might take out of proportion the size of your enemies. Like Joshua and Caleb, you got the accurate assessment. It don't matter about the giants. It matters about the giant grapes. I'm thinking wine. If I get drunk enough, I could terrorize anyone any size, says Joshua and Caleb. The bigger the devil, the bigger the cup of the new covenant. I'm getting so drunk. This is why you need Gideon's 300. This is how you get the correct perspective in the bloodstream of the victories of Jesus at the cross where he defeated Satan and all his angels. 200 million buggers of all different shapes and sizes. You know, you have seven different classes of angels in the book of Enoch. Well, one third of each class fell. That's why they're so different. Birds, beasts, and reptiles. You need to know your enemy now. Bobby Connor wrote a book on angels and Jesus said, you don't have enough in there about the enemy. And he said, I don't want to glorify the enemy. I don't want to speak about him too much. He's like, that's not what I told you to do. I would not have my people unaware of the wiles of the evil one it is written. You need to understand ranks and class, especially as a soldier. If you're at war, you might think you're fighting against yourself. Well, you can't win if you're fighting yourself. You're fighting against birds, beasts, and reptiles through yourself, which is the 33 degrees of the layers of the soul, to restore this universe into the divine order of the ascension of Jesus Christ, which is the lifting up of the cross of Calvary in your hearts. To say, the cross is lifting in my heart. That's the morning star. Beware of the occult. Now you're surrounded by infants in Christ with external demonic influence, so love and unconditionally. Love unconditionally. Unconditional love, though, brings you to a fork in the road where you'll have to decide if you're going to go upward or stay down below. 
See, true love makes you choose this day whom you serve. I think Jesus Christ appearing to Joshua, leading the armies of Israel into Canaan, is probably the most accurate demonstration of divine love. Amen? The angel of the Lord Jesus Christ, pre-incarnate, in the book of Joshua in the Old Testament, the angel of God came to him, Jesus Christ, pre-incarnate, and said, I'm not even for you. I'm not against you. I am that I am. You want to be with me? That's what Jesus said to Joshua. Amen. Jesus has a different attitude. I like what Bobby Connors says. We're all too familiar with the God we barely know. Hallelujah. You know how you know him? You go up into him by the spirit, by the word, by the blood, and by the fire. I tell you the truth, the most important thing in this hour, of course, you need the wine. You can drink the wine as much as you want all the time. You're drinking the blood of Jesus. You need the wine. But what is so critical for the wine, the wine will knock you out so you can receive fire that disintegrates your personality, that disintegrates your souls and your cultures. Without the fire of God, there's no ascension into he heavenly Jerusalem. You know what? Water, like you know water, like I know water, is not the entry into heavenly Jerusalem. You have heard it said that water is how David conquered Jerusalem. But heavenly Jerusalem is not entered or conquered by water. Daniel 7 says, When I saw the river of fire proceeding from the throne of Jesus Christ, the one looking like the Son of Man. It's the same description as Jesus in Revelation, as Jesus in the book of Daniel. When I saw the mobile throne of Ezekiel 1 in Daniel 7, there was a river of fire proceeding from that throne. It was at that angelic encounter within days Babylon fell. Babylon fell by the river of fire. Babylon the Great, your current world system that all of us are in together because you have flesh. You are in this world, but not of it. But you're in it. The Bible says you're in the world, but you're not of it. You're of the heavenly Jerusalem. You're of Zion. You're of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You're of the kingdom. You're of the third heaven. Your spirit is completely and totally third heaven born again. But now you're down here in the first heaven. You're down here on the earth. And you're in the second heaven because you're ascending. And you're conquering the heavens. And you're conquering the earth. More than conquerors because you're conquering through the invisible all that is visible every single day you are ascending into the most important place of the rulership of the earth that's why you need a new heavens just say new new God loves the new. If the heavens are okay, why does he say the second heavens have to be a new heavens? Or righteousness, which is divine love, or the fire of God the Father's glory dwells. Righteousness is practicing the Father's fire, the Father's glory. 
You can call it glory fire. That's what the Shekinah is. The Shekinah is the glory fire of divine love. When you get revelations of divine love, you're having revelations of glory fire of the very man of light, God the Father that created the heavens and the earth with a whisper. Completely effortless whisper and thunder same breath when it whispers it thunders when god speaks he is pure power pure light the kind of light that just shakes celestial regions the kind of power that shakes the skies the kind of power that transforms the air and removes the poison in the air and removes the wormwood in the air and removes the prince of the power of the air so everything that has breath can breathe in the divine fire of god the father and the lord jesus christ on earth the quality of the breath of life is so important the quality of the air is so important. You can shift atmospheres by the Holy Ghost who's already in you. If you partner with the Holy Spirit and you begin to sacrifice your human nature, you give him your human ability, you do it gradually on the inside, the bright morning star will rise in your heart. Second Peter 1.19, it is written, when you give the morning star fire, Jesus Christ, Revelation 22, I am the roots of David, which means I'm the tree of life. I'm the foundation of all the building of eternal life in the earth. I'm the generations of the Holy Spirit from Adam to this present generation of every good and perfect thing that's ever been done by the Spirit of God through man, through woman, and through children of every nation, tribe, and tongue. That is the roots of David, the heart of God moving through the hearts of nations, sacrifice for the Holy Spirit. I am that person of light that is restoring all things through all things and through everyone who will yield their souls to my fire. We yield our hearts to your fire, Lord, tonight. We yield our minds, every part of our mind, every part of our thought life to the judgment seat of Christ. Salvation is a judgment upon damnation. When you're saved, what is damned got judged. You want to grow in salvation, you have to grow in judgment. Amen. Judgment is the greatest thing you've ever tasted. And he sits upon the throne of glory because the glory is judge. The glory is judge. There is no judge except the glory of the Father. Jesus Christ said, if I judge, my judgments will be right because I'm walking in the same glory as my Father. But I'm not going to judge. I'm going to let the Father judge. His judgment is the reign of glory from heavenly Jerusalem, from the overcomer's celebration inside the walls of purified souls and purified minds of spirit beings created in the image bearing of God that have lifted their souls and their minds up into the angelic sphere through the secret stairway in the sky. Amen? Secret stairway in the sky? What in the world is that? It's scripture. It's in the Bible. 
You're going up Jacob's ladder so your spirit can get fatter. Amen. <laughs> Stairway to heaven where there is no leaven. Amen. 7-Eleven. 11 is the number of the prophet. 7 is the number of the father. Time to know your father as the prophet. You know where people stumble? They're not prophetic. Amen. The prophetic nature of God is your ascension ability of interpreting scripture accurately that lifts up your spirit through your soul. You have to grow in prophecy. When you drink the wine of the divine kind that makes your faces shine, you're drinking the blood of Jesus. Jesus is the white eagle. You're drinking white eagle juice. You're drinking white eagle blood. This is how I know it's just pig swine or rat blood. You would be exceedingly increased in prophetic ability, prophetic insight, if you're drinking the one cup of the new covenant. What's so confusing is when you find the wine, the soul is offered every other cup. See, Satan is like David Bowie in the labyrinth. Remember, he comes with a chalice to the young woman representing the bride to have to overcome all the confusion of Babylon the Great. All these strange creatures. Blessed are the peacemakers that conquer the labyrinth of Babylon's confusion. Do you know in Chaldean, Babylon means confusion. The name Babylon means, directly translated, confusion. Satan's job is to confuse through the senses, through the eyes, with lying signs and wonders, lying dreams and visions. The warfare was so bad in David's day, slaughtering all the enemies of Israel, which was only a type and shadow, but it was so bad that the champions had to sleep in their full armor and with their weapons of war. We're like, sorry, honey, the spears, the bow and arrow and the sword, it's in bed tonight because we're at war. I mean, that would be a biblical thing. You, all of the weapons, you bring your AR-15s and you're sleeping with them with all your Kevlar and your night goggle vision and your hand grenades and your bazookas and the F-16 is in the bedroom with the fully automatic 50 caliber machine guns mounted and ready, lock and load. Amen. Why? Because you're at total war and this is not a type and shadow. This is a permanent reality towards the angel formerly known as Lucifer or Satan and his angels. I like to use what Jesus says to describe these things because he has such a tiny low perspective of his enemies and so did Solomon the smartest people that ever lived did not esteem the enemy big Solomon esteemed them as flies one fly in the ointment spoils the perfume I mean what kind of ointment was Solomon into and a good thing he was in the types and shadows but he his wisdom stayed with him 
and he killed so many bulls and so many goats and so many sheep that his sins were constantly covered. Solomon was so smart because he maxed out the old covenant. You can't do that stuff in the new covenant. You can't abuse grace. You can't abuse the blood of Jesus in the new covenant. Anyone who continues sinning in the new covenant has never known him, 1 John says. So because now you have God's spirit nature in your very core, in your center, that you are actually destroying your own spirit if you're playing games with abusing grace now. That's why they go from bad to worse. You get into witchcraft. <laughs> the demons say, oh, grace will abound. But what you're doing is burying sin into your senses and cutting yourself off from your spiritual ability. You're putting dirt and dust in your soul. And that's why they can't discover the glory. And they've never found their angelic ability and they're just accursed as animals. It's because they keep taking in from the outside and they've never built up from the inside. And so they're buried in Daniel 12, dust of the earth. Many shall arise from the dirt. What's dirt? Sin. What's sin? Taking from the outside in. What's righteousness? Out of your belly flowing rivers, giving from the inside out. The Lamb of God demonstrated righteousness when he poured out his blood and his water on the cross. It's the outpouring. We call revival an outpouring because someone sacrificed their whole soul to pour out the river from their innermost being and slice and dice their entire personality so that I no longer live the life I live is now fully God on the inside. God inside minded in reality, tested on a street level in constant wrestling of principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness in all places. But the Bible says heavenly places, which means second heavens, where you really get tested to see if you stay in the elevation that you think you deserve. The Lamb of God deserves it, and the Lamb of God's in you, so that's why you rise to give the Lamb what he deserves. He gets his inheritance through his body in this world. If you're not rising, you don't love him, and you're staying on the earth in false humility and religion, you're actually giving the inheritance to the devils. So people think that they're being humble by staying in a dirt condition, living in the dirt and staying on the earth condition, but they're actually rejecting the inheritance to the Lamb of God, which is the ascension through fire, which annihilates the heart and the mind. The giving him the glory is going up into the heavenly Jerusalem that he's prepared for us. Our pioneer of salvation is in the heavens. Jesus, who ascended into the heavens and was seated at the right hand of God. That is the way. The way is not on earth. The way is not lateral. We're not chickens. No mention of a chicken in the nature of Christ anywhere in the Bible. Chickens are totally earthly Christians. They have no part in the kingdom of God or heavenly Jerusalem. You're not chickens. You are eagles. You are born of the great white eagle. Now, you don't have to be a prophet to be born of the eagle because God himself who birthed you, who recreated you, who put himself in your spirit and gave you his living water is a prophet. You're born of the greatest prophet, God himself. You need to focus on the prophetic because that sapphire sea of the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus called the way of the Lord. 
and it's upward and it's not downward it's upward you gotta get higher in the fire just say get higher in the fire seven torches burning which means there's seven different colors of fire the glory itself is fire rainbow fire throne room fire glory fire not like natural fire this is not natural fire this is supernatural holy ghost fire that will lift you higher what is it gonna burn everything that can burn test everything in fire the bible says test every spirit in the rainbow fire test every thought in the rainbow fire test every action and deed in the rainbow fire if you make decisions outside of the fire you're making them outside of the holy ghost outside of salvation i will send another savior the holy spirit john 14 and he will lead you into heaven without the holy spirit there is zero salvation until you know the holy spirit like jesus did seven spirits of god not just as the rainbow but as so much more rivers see the holy spirit is equal to the father we know him through the pentecostal church age as the ability to speak in tongues the the ability of words of knowledge the ability to do miracles we've had that demonstrated for a hundred years continuously the holy spirit is so much more than miracles than signs and wonders than gold dust than gemstones than speaking in tongues than words of knowledge words of wisdom and the gifts of the spirit even more than the fruit of the spirit how can it be more than the fruit that is not the pinnacle you eat fruit because you're eating from the tree of life what do you keep eating until your mind is so renewed to live inside the father's heart to live in heavenly jerusalem to live inside zion to live in the promised land when you're in the promised land are you running to the tree of life every day to eat fruit no you eat the fruit bear the fruit to get into that place of course you can go back and always eat you can always eat from the tree of life you can always eat the hidden manna. The overcomers have to feast on all these things. Nine gifts of the overcomers of Revelation 2 and 3. What happens when you've overcome and you have all those gifts? Is it done? No, you begin ruling and reigning from the dimension that you've been lifted up into, which is the heavenly Jerusalem, which is living inside your heavenly Father's glory. And one of the seven manifestations in that dimension is a river of wine that you will experience constantly. But it's also a river of gold. It's a river of living water, because the Bible tells you it is. And it's a river of fire. This river of fire from heavenly Jerusalem is the blueprint for the end of Babylon the Great and the fallen archangels, the seven principalities of the seven-headed beasts of the whore of Babylon, which is those that live in the soul, will go down into the crystal sea or lake of fire. So water and fire both, you need them both. The water is to purify you from religion. The water is to make your soul and your mind clean. The fire is for judgment. The fire judges demons. Without the fire, there's no judgment towards demonic love. Oh yeah, there's demonic love. I have seen demons, especially these witchcraft, some of these higher ranking religious spirits, which are like sorcery spirits, 
They have a type of godliness that denies the power thereof. They, they have a witchcraft and a sorcery love that is so soulish that if a person isn't spiritual and circumcised, it would deceive the whole world. The Bible says even the elite possibly could be saved. But Jesus himself is the elite, so I don't, I don't think he could be deceived. Amen? That's why you got to cling to him on the inside. Jesus can't be deceived, but you know, he's the only one that can't. And so it takes him formed on the inside in levels and measurements of the yieldedness of your soul and your mind to get rock solid. Otherwise, if it's just you in there, you're guaranteed going to get deceived hundreds of times. You'll probably totally forsake the prophets. You'll misunderstand everything. You'll get into self-righteousness. You'll get into phileo love and forsake agape fire. Jesus Christ was the demonstration of divine love. If you can understand love as the sacrifice of the soul, you can become a disciple. If you think love is niceness or gentleness, you will never ever become a disciple because the whole realm of the soul has to die with Jesus on the cross in order to even taste agape. Agape is the death of Jesus. Not his death alone, but yours as well. So in order to experience agape love, which is the dimension of divine fire that destroys Babylon the Great, you will fully die with him daily. Which means I die daily, every day. I am so excited about the cross as boss. I am so excited about the cross becoming an understanding of practicing the river of fire that keeps my gates releasing my father's nature through my soul and my mind transfiguring my personality through crucifixion. Now the Lamb of God suffered and when he was suffering in Gethsemane he sweated blood. Then he was scourged. Scourging means to whip brutally. The cat of nine tails was brought upon his back and they shredded him with whips. And then he was crucified to death. And then he was buried in a tomb and the tomb was sealed. Then he was raised from the dead, the resurrection. Then he ascended into the cloud in Acts 1. Then he was transfigured at the right hand of God and that is the permanent position of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is your experience as well. Now, it's going to be supernatural. Sometimes in the past, you look at Paul. He was stoned countless times. So he says, I bear in my body the marks of Jesus Christ's death. Shipwrecked many times. Imprisoned many times. Court ordered to Caesar's palace and then brutally murdered and tortured in Rome. That's how Paul was killed. It's terrible. But nowadays, 2000 years later, apostolic legacy, apostolic reality is carrying the same 
burden of the Lord, the same measure of the power of his glory, the same seven horns of the Lamb of God through our souls in a victory over the devil. And we will not be killed by the devil, but we will kill him down into a lake of fire. And John wrote about it for a future generation in the book of Revelation when the red dragon and Satan, also known as the devil, was defeated and thrown down into the lake of fire. You have to produce enough fire to become airborne and celestial in the heavens and rain fire so that there's a lake underneath you where all the principalities of the second heavens can be defeated by Prince Michael, which gets you out of your wilderness like we read last sermon. Prince Michael, the chief warring angel and the prince of Israel who takes all the warring angels against these angels that fell from heaven and binds them according to your elevation internally of what you've overcome in the curse of the fall in your own souls then they get judged by your rising your rising is a trail of glory or a trail of fire that produces a lake of fire down below on the earth so you can walk on water no walk on fire boots of burnished bronze revelation 1 to the kings and priests of earth who have the same ability of the first overcomer of death not the last jesus christ firstborn from the dead it is written so what number are you second born from the dead as you overcome you're jesus's little brother and sister that's what the New Testament teaches. And if you rise in the same sacrificial agape fire in the same cross given to your hearts in completely slaughtering all your selfishness, which is Jezebel. Jezebel is just a principality of selfishness that I can't see beyond my soul and myself. It's because you're possessed by Jezebel's sorceries. Just like anyone else, they can't see apart from themselves. All I can see is me, myself and I, my problems, my needs, my wants, my cares. It's Jezebel, you're possessed, guaranteed. Everyone is until the cross rises in their heart and that's your deliverance from self or selfishness so you only see the glory with the eyes and the ability of fire, which is love. Then you become an outpouring of fire, then you get persecuted usually. Because you reveal how selfish, false, phileo, soulish Christians are, which is the Hora Babylon. Hora Babylon is not a term for unbelievers, it's a term for believers. Revelation chapter 1, the Bible says it's written to the kings and priests of earth. After you get up into Revelation 16, 17, 18, well, those that stay on the earth become the Hora Babylon because they're staying in their soul. They've rejected the cross. They've rejected the fire in the baptism of fire. They rejected the promised land. They're in the wilderness and they don't want Prince Michael's help to ascend into the angelic sphere prepared by the Lord Jesus for your salvation, for the salvation of your bodies. Not your spirit only, but for your souls, your minds, and your bones, and your organs, and your blood. There's a promised land in this world prepared for the overcomers called Heavenly Jerusalem. 
It's not for spirit only. That's Gnosticism and demonic. It's for the soul to rise in that place until the soul and the mind and the body ascend to Jerusalem. How much wine is it going to take? Until that's the only reality you experience around you all the time. How much blood of Jesus do you have during until you don't have any other blood in you except Jesus? Which means no other experiences other than the testimony of Jesus, which is perfected prophecy. Why does prophecy cease? Because you're in the promised land of heavenly Jerusalem and you're completely and totally a celestial Christian and no longer at all a terrestrial antichrist or whore of Babylon. Terrestrial Christian. A terrestrial Christian has rejected Jesus entirely in his glorified form. Hello? A mass falling away. The love of many will wax cold. Gee whiz, I wonder why their hearts wax cold. Because they count the cost of the fire, removing the selfishness of their soul and their cares and desires and wants for their life. And they say no to ascension. I want my own will on the earth. You will die in the lake of fire with Satan and his angels, says the Lord. You have no future if you reject the fire. The rapture is a real thing of ascension in the secret stairway. Song of Songs 2.14 For you are my dove. The dove is the wings of the purifying of the soul and it lifts up your soul and your mind through purity, chaste, virgin purity of Jesus Christ in your souls. Who can ascend? The psalmist asks, who can ascend? He who has clean hands and what? Pure hearts which is pure souls. You can't rise off of the terrestrial region into the celestial realm unless you have the chaste virgin purity in your hearts. Let the glory judge our thought life. Some of you don't sin and sleeping around, but you're not purified perfectly in your thoughts. And so you need the fire to purify you at a thought level. Everyone in heavenly Jerusalem can read each other's thoughts. You know what everyone's thinking around you all the time. That ability is for every overcomer. If you have the morning star, it means you share an omniscience. I will give you the morning star if you conquer Jezebel, Revelation chapter 2. So you have the bright morning star ability of knowing all men and women's hearts. You know when they're in lust. It is like written on their sleeve. It's names over their head. You know when they're fake pretending soulish flakes. You know when they don't actually love Jesus and they're pretenders? It's completely obvious you don't stop loving because the only potential of salvation is your release of unconditional love as a river of fire from out of your innermost being through your personality because there's no Holy Spirit here except through the body of the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ. He works through believers only. You release the rivers of the Holy Spirit, John 7:38. It isn't a wisp in the sky. This isn't pie-in-the-sky bewitchment Christianity. This is out of my belly flows the rivers of heaven. Amen? Which means I've paid the cost to release the rivers through my own soul given to the river to flow. The river isn't some force on the outside where God gets all the glory. That's religious demons. You're in Satan. God gets the glory through his body in redeeming souls as temples of the Holy Spirit. 
You are actually robbing the Lamb of God of his glory if you're not God inside minded because you're bewitched. You're giving the glory to Satan and Jezebel. It's devil worship. It's not the new covenant. It's the worship of the fallen angels who is the Antichrist. He who denies that Jesus has come in the flesh. Can you look at your neighbor and see Jesus in their flesh? If not, you're full of the Antichrist. Jesus only lives inside flesh and blood. That's why he was born in a manger. He takes up residency inside the mess of our flesh. The blood of Jesus got him in the inside. An overcomer knows them fully and they've cleaned up the mess and to make it a seven interior castle and palace of Zion's radiant, I mean Buckingham Palace, eat your heart out level mansion on the inside, the purifying of the soul. Who can ascend? Whoever has taken their manger and turned it into a palace on the inside. If you're trying to do it on the outside, you're a witch. If you're doing it on the inside, you're a son of God. Straight up truth. If you try to do it on the outside before the inside, you have partnered with Satan against Jesus Christ and you are not in fact Christians. You're Luciferians. You partner with the Holy Spirit on the inside, conquer the soul on the inside, turn the manger into a palace for the indwelling of seeking first his kingdom on the inside. Luke 17, 21, you make room for the glory on the inside. You clean up your soul, silver, gold, and gemstones on the inside, valuing the treasures of the word of God more precious than sapphires and rubies and emeralds and diamonds and dollars and Bitcoin and economic buying power for anything you could buy in the world. And if you value the glory on the inside and you value the soul in the treasure house of God living in the soul on the inside, then he can entrust you with great wealth because there's no selfishness and idolatry, greed and covetousness in you. If not, you're in covenant with the devil. Most people get completely ensnared by the devil by simply making money, even if it's just working at five guys for $17.25 an hour and they're hiring if you need to get a job. It's a great place to work. Some of the best burgers and french fries in the world. Jesus loves cheeseburgers. It's called Cheeseburgers in Paradise. Truth in yeah. Amen? Whatever. Whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. See, you gotta laugh at your sin in order to win. If you are taking yourself seriously, you're losing to Satan. You have to laugh at your sins. The Holy Spirit comes forth in fire to reveal what's blocking him to have more of the river, to have more of the kingdom, have more of the glory, more intimacy. Remember, your your mission in life, whether you be a full-time priest, a Levite, or any of the other 11 tribes in business, your, your mission in life is to become best friends with the Lord. Your mission is to become best friends with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's only looking for friendship. We're looking for junk and stuff and rewards. We're just totally clueless. We need to look for a greater relationship with the Holy Ghost. You need to make your first love. Some of you, I can see, have just set up just stuff inside your heart. Just burn it into first love. Listen, if you make Jesus your God 
in the centerpiece of your soul, then he can bless you. He doesn't want you cursed, but if you have anything else in there, you are accursed. And you'll be striving, working by the sweat of your brow. Most of you are in the marketplace. Most of you have jobs. Most of you are called into that place. If you can hear this message today in the spirit of wisdom and revelation, it can open up unlimited possibilities of the mountaintops eating the inheritance of Jacob. But it's going to require the same crucifixion as Moses on the mountain of fire, burning and blazing, getting the soul just ripped out of his body by the fire of God and the lawgiver, which is the word of God. The law of God is the word of God, the living law, not the dead letter, not the dead law, not the law of sin and death, the law of liberty, which is the living word. The living word is pure fire. Jesus Christ, the man of fire, is the lawgiver of Zion. It's the word of the new covenant. Not the word of the old covenant, the word of the new covenant, the everlasting perfect covenant, the living word is a much stronger fire than the fire of the Old Testament law, which is based on sunlight and starlight. This is the light of the glory light that created all the stars in the heavens. We're talking about eternal legalism. This is the legalism against there is no law. This is the word of God, the living word, where the glory and the source of fire comes from Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. I mean, you want to get into that. You get into Jesus in the new covenant, in the mountain of the Holy Spirit, as the lawgiver of the light and the law of love, the law of liberty in Christ Jesus. You're going to be so fried like Moses all the time in an ever-increasing glory with no fading glory. You need to know Jesus as well as Moses did. That's basic Christianity. Because you ask Jesus in your heart. Moses didn't have him in his heart. You have a better job than Moses. You have a better deal than Moses. You have the living word on the inside. Now, are you going to say no to the mountain of fire rising in your heart like the Israelites who died in the sand? Or are you going to let that lawgiver of fire burn you up in your soul and completely torture all of your opinions about everything, everything you think you know, you know? We got enough teaching just to be destructive against the Holy Spirit, it seems like. We're taught just enough to be knowledgeable in the knowledge that puffs up in pride in the soul without the sacrifice of the fire of God that devours the soul so we can talk face to face with God. When we're infants in Christ, we talk about God from mere knowledge, which is total insanity. When we're mature in Christ, we've slain our souls in the fire of God, and now it's face to face in the Shekinah fire. Every single one of you will know God in the fire through the sacrifice of your souls, and the fire is what turns the manger of the soul where you start into the palace of the soul in my father's house which is the house of fire is the mansion of the soul the soul is a mansion for god to live god is a great king the bible says in exodus that god is a king this isn't hypothetical this isn't a parable this isn't a riddle. This is not dark speech. It's literal. God is the richest king. Your father is the richest king. You could put all the kings and royal families of the last 6,000 years combined, and it would be a speck in comparison to the riches and the glory and the power of the father's kingdom as a king in his kingship. 
That's heaven. That's the dimension you're going into. And he's a perfectly wise king. He's an angelic king. That's what you're going after. The kingdom of his glory. The kingdom of his power. The kingdom of his fire. Yes, and the kingdom of his wine. And the kingdom of his oil. And the kingdom of his gold. God is not stingy or greedy at all. The Bible says it's the Father's good pleasure to give his kids the kingdom. But it requires the nature and the character and the spirit of the king in order to maintain the treasure house of the kingdom, which is a circumcised heart. Which means that the selfishness of worldliness and the sin of the world and the influence of the fallen angels cannot be in the soul at all. They can't. In order to live in heavenly Jerusalem, you have to be circumcised, perfected of, and transformed of soul. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is sent to make you perfect as God the Father is perfect to be on the mountain and be there. It is written. So the Holy Spirit is perfecting you if you can yield to him. Some of you don't know the Holy Spirit as your Lord and Savior. You're completely lost. You're being tossed to and fro by fallen angels. Angels in the air, angels of light that deceive, false Jesuses, false Holy Spirits. There is one Holy Spirit, and He is the inspiration of the Bible. Without the Bible, you cannot know the Holy Spirit. That's why every believer since Adam had a written word of the Bible or some scroll or manuscript of God's word. It was oral tradition. You had to have the word of God to hear God and know God. Later on, it was written down in gold on scrolls. The Hebrews had all the words of God, the Torah and the words of the prophets, all of them kept in scrolls, multiplied in every synagogue in the world. You'd go to synagogue for thousands of years to hear the words of Yahweh. And we have the words of Yahweh so we can communicate to our Creator now. Holy is the Word. Holy is the Spirit of God who inspires the prophets in the Word of God. This is the treasure in jars of clay. God's very Word. If you value the word as much as the ancient Jews of old, this will be a different thing when you read it. We just have a cell phone and we just, you know, I just casually blah. You know, because it's a Babylonian influence. Babylon has just numbed us down. Babylon has made us complacent, lukewarm, not even valuing the treasures of heaven that are being prepared for us like a feast. When you get into the holy reverence and awe of the Word of God, it's going to just illuminate your spirit. It's going to completely transform your soul and your mind, transfigure your personality, because it's the Word abiding on the inside that makes the mercy seat shine with Shekinah glory through your hearts. You are already dwelling between the cherubim on the inside of those bodies right now. Your spirit is bearing the image of God by believing a measure of the word already. And you go right down into your mind to where you're at in your spiritual development in the Word of God and you grow in the Word. You grow your treasure house of glory. And so you get brighter 
and brighter. And it's the brightness of the word in your spirit that devours every layer of the soul and the mind until you are the outrain brilliance of the light being, the exact representation of the invisible God called sons in whom the Holy Spirit has perfected second born from the dead, the bride of Christ, which is all of us together. Yeah, man, child company, sons of God. Let's just start with just bridal company. We like to assess ourselves in a maturity that is inaccurate. I like to assess myself as more worthless than I thought. Yeah, as actually way more immature. It's so much healthier just to goo goo gaga it. And then you need a balance with that too. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to pretend. It's okay to do nursery. You can be 25 years old as an angel of glory, as a Christian, an anointed one, an angel of God inside that body with the value of the Word of God burning in your spirit head to toes and you're stepping out of your eyes like gates. You're stepping out of your touch gate, your eye gate, your mouth gate with every word. You're stepping out of your ear gate and you're glorifying this temple. The temple of the flesh and blood and bones is on the inside of your spirit. And it's just like a city closely compacted is Zion, the gates of Zion, your flesh as the temple of the city of heavenly Jerusalem getting pressed in and compacted, not by Satan, but by the Holy Spirit and the word of God. You're in the midst of your transformation into celestial light beings when the morning stars rejoiced in heavenly Jerusalem and they reigned from the angelic sphere, sphere over all flesh on earth whose spirits are still trapped inside jars of clay and haven't believed the word of God and the eternal gospel and you will reign the very atmosphere of God the Father's glory through all flesh in a demonstration of overcoming flesh, blood, and the soul, which is all the selfishness of Babylon the Great. You have everything now available. You can just go on Amazon and live like a king. You can go online and make money and literally order kingship quality life delivered and installed to your house. No previous generation had anything like this. There's never been anything like this in the history of the world. With one click of your finger, could you live as a king? You can order houses with a click. You could buy a mansion with one touch of your finger online now. You could buy a $40 million palace in Bel Air with one click. You could sign it online in a legal document. You don't even have to leave your mom's basement if you win the lottery. So the prizes of the natural realm are why people are going nuts in idolatry. And that's why the love of many waxes cold because the temptations are on a completely different level in the climax of the ages. Totally different level. And people get a taste of that life in their mouth and they get into some kind of temptation. I tell you what, guys, you need the taste of the blood of Jesus in your mouth and rise higher still, trusting God with the promises. Do not fall to the temptations of idolatry. Go higher in the fire. 
and burn the idolatry and selfishness of your souls and minds and you will inherit lands. You will inherit a hundred houses in this life, Jesus Christ said in the red letters to his disciples. What is a promised land inheritance? Do you have to pay the taxes on those houses? Do you have to manage those houses? Do the housekeeping? That, would, that wouldn't be a promised land. You will have the keys to a hundred houses, the Bible says, of resting places for your soul that have complete and total refreshment in this life and the one to come. A hundredfold is promised for anyone that fully burns up their souls and their minds in the baptism of fire. When you go higher, if you can lose control, get a blueprint, let the vision of heavenly Jerusalem and the path of fire, the secret stairway of the sky, be downloaded into your spirit and through your spirit, which is your legal inheritance with Jesus Christ by his Holy Spirit, be transferred up into your flesh, which is always undeserving. Your bloodlines deserve eternal damnation. Your bloodlines of your flesh and your blood and your mind and your natural ability deserve Hades and that's why you're in warfare. Because all of us in our bloodlines, Jew or Gentile, deserve hell because we've sinned. There's sin in our blood. There's sin in our brains. It's true, you're born of woman. You're born of a sinful nature. You're born of a selfish nature of the will of a man is to be born of the flesh, is to be born of the will of a man. That's what the Bible says. You have to be born again of God's will and then please him in spirit, which burns up the man and woman facade so that you can live in God. Amen. And not build the tower of Babel Nimrod, which is all externalism of flesh, of carrying on the perpetual curses of flesh and blood through mom and dad. We love our parents. We honor our parents. You have new parents. You have the spirit of adoption with which you cry, Abba, Father. You have new heavenly supernatural parents. The Holy Spirit is your parents. God the Father is your parents. Jesus Christ, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, wonderful counselor. Jesus Christ is your parents. The angels are your nannies. It's true. Oh my gosh, the angels change your diapers. They clean off the feces of the demon spirits when you sin, when you masturbate, when you lust, when you get into greed. You, people sin constantly when they're young in the Lord, but the angels clean you up. That's their job, helping you inherit salvation that the soul is absolutely oblivious to do. So we just sin in an ignorance, and Jesus died on the cross for the ignorance of the people. He is our scapegoat. So the angels take all the foolishness and the madness of the soul and the mind of our animal souls and our animal minds until we're clear and don't live as animals until the mind is fully renewed and the 666 dissolves and there's just nothing there because the brain turns crystal clear and sparkling. And then all of that goes on the scapegoat. So everything until it turns clear in the soul, which is your heart, and in your mind, and your skull, until it's clear, the angels are taking anything that's not clear in you, which is sin, and they're putting it on the cross. That's your altar. And the blood of Jesus is fire just burning it up. 
The blood of Jesus comes with fire. Remember, he's transfigured. This ain't lamb's blood. This ain't goat's blood. This ain't sheep blood. This ain't the blood of animals. No, come on now. This is the blood of God the Messiah. He is transfigured. His blood is Fuego de Dios. The fire of God is the blood of God. All the manifestations of the Spirit come out of the blood covenant of the Lamb of God. Water, feathers, fire, oil, gold, Zion's manifestations of the rivers of the seven spirits of God, the seven horns of God, the seven eyes of God comes out of the blood of the Lamb, which is transfigured celestial blood. The glory is living in the blood of a transfigured son of God and you're learning how to be transfigured by relying on this strange blood. Peculiar blood. They say it's really weird. Well, yeah, compared to the animal curse of living in the terrestrial realm under fallen angels, it's weird. But when you get familiar with the cherubim, the seraphim, the Ophanim and the living creatures and the beings and the river of glory and the city of heavenly Jerusalem and all the cloud of witnesses of the saints of the Old Testament and New Testament in the glory, the, the righteous men made perfect in the spirit that are helping you constantly. That realm becomes normality and the terrestrial realm down below becomes weird and awful and accursed. It's the realm of thorns and thistles. We live in the glory realm of the fruits of the Spirit, living by the fruits of our lips, by believing the Word of God. We've ascended and purified our hearts. We've chastened our souls. We've put off the sensual nature of the beast and the animal, hormones of male and female, homo sapiens of the flesh, and we've taken up the nature of Christ, and he has lifted us up into the promised land of heavenly Jerusalem's throne room glory, where we will live inside that city, not just spiritually, not even blind faith, seer faith. He'll lift your souls up there. The heavenly angelic realm will get more real to you than anything down below of the scorpions and the serpents that you will trample under your feet of fire. I am making you fire walkers, declares the Lord Almighty. You will walk and trample on serpents and scorpions under your feet in the baptism of fire that will cause your souls and your minds to ascend over the realm of the dead. The highway of holiness is living in the new Jerusalem over the flesh, over the curse, over sinners. So nothing can by any means harm you if you've been raised from the dead while in the body, in your inner man, more real to your mind than your outer man by constantly sacrificing your soul to the fire of God. You are royal priests. This is the priesthood of the fire of God. I make my ministers flames of fire. Every single one of you born again Christians is a full-time minister because you're full-time in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Do not shrink back from the fire in your businesses. The intimidation of the spirit of Babylon would have you hold it in the inside and not burn up their demons. 
Not burn up their sin, burn them up. Oh, doesn't mean get fired by acting like an idiot. It means take over the place by acting as wise as God who created everything. There is a wisdom that gives you dominion in any situation. Ask Joseph. Pit, prison, Potiphar's wife, palace, Pharaoh. That's a lot of peas. <laughs> <laughs> Shabba. <laughs> Holy. And the wisdom of Joseph is essential. It's an attribute and a partial understanding of the wisdom of the ages. But it's a lot of the wisdom of Christ made wisdom unto us. If anyone is lacking in wisdom, ask of God, and he will give you wisdom like a river. Wisdom like emeralds, sapphires, diamonds, and precious gems in the river of life. River of life is a river of fire. You know, the river of life will change forms on you and come in a form you don't, you don't recognize. You might have recognized it in a Pentecostal form at one time, but now it's going to come in a form of oil, come in a form like feathers and angels. There's a river of angels. In Zion, rivers of angels, guys, you need them. You ain't getting saved without angels. They're the ministering spirits sent to help those receive a higher salvation than you know nothing about, have never tasted in your mind before. Not just theological intelligence of the brain of sound doctrine, but an experience of God's glory in the heavenly realm. These angels are sent to you to raise you up. You cooperate with the Holy Ghost, His Word, and His baptism of fire on the inside. You get your angels excited. We got one awakening. Fully awakening. We have a spirit here that will go all the distance in the ascension to be sealed in the heavenly Jerusalem. This one's not going to die in ice like those who followed Enoch just halfway. They followed Enoch in the book of Enoch and they... All these ones just couldn't go the distance. They were still selfish. Like everyone that follows Paul, you read about it in all of his epistles. This one loved the world. Hiatus, he loved the world. He's abandoned me. All have abandoned me. They love the world. They're all pulled astray. They've all gone this way, that way. They're all distracted by stupid crap going on in Rome and Greece and money and dumb things that the flesh is doing, false religion, all kinds of stupidity, distractions everywhere. But getting past all the distractions, Hebrews says, on the focus of the heavenly Jerusalem, of the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And listen, you'll be the most blessed people in the world if you can stay focused on the author and the perfecter of your salvation and just receive his fire into your nostrils. Take a big breath of this fire into your brain. Listen, man, you know how to abuse the demons and abuse your penises through masturbation. How did you abuse the fire of God? You hypocrites! Seriously, you've abused everything else and you have and I have and it's the truth. It's the most immoral generation. You've done everything wrong. Fakest people that ever lived. Now let's abuse the fire and get right and get real. Come on. Let's get into the fire so severely that there's not a fake thing in us. I just want God and him crucified in every layer of the believer's soul. A perfected bride of Christ lifted up into the heavens. She didn't do anything right. 
Jesus did everything right. He is our righteousness. He is our ascension. His power, His word, His fire. It's His energy in my body releasing the impartation into your souls tonight. If you can receive it, let Him burn up the hooks and the cables, the hypocrisy, the play acting, the pretending, and the false love of the soul and the mind and lift you up to where He is with your souls and minds in heavenly places. And let the angels of the resurrection seal you in a higher elevation of the glory. Amen. And from that perspective, you'll have a greater wisdom. Where is wisdom? We need wisdom to ascend. Wisdom builds her seven pillars. This is your ascension. This is the cleaning up the manger, the animal pen. What is the soul? When Jesus comes in like sperm and he's born again in you, where is Jesus inside the mess of your filthy souls? And they're filthy because I'm looking at you right now. It's filthy inside your souls. It's not clean. It's unclean. Let the fire of God purify your filthy, disgusting souls. Amen? Doesn't mean he hates you. He hates the filth of the animal feces. He loves you so much that he cleans up the filth in our mangers. This is not a clean place. He did not come into a clean place. He came into the messiest place of all time in the center of the human soul. Now we need sanctification, purification, transformation, and glorification of our mangers into the seven palaces of Zion. The more you're purified on the inside, the greater your rewards will be on the outside. If you're looking for him on the outside, you're going to Satan and bewitchment and the fallen angels because God's inheritance is only for those that are purified. Acts chapter 20. In the glory. Who gets the inheritance? How can a filthy... This is how you get unconditional love because he's purified the filth of my soul. I was in pitch black darkness when I was converted and he turned it into total glory light. My soul was oblivious. My mind was oblivious. My spirit became as radiant as he is. It's called being born again. You got the radiance of God in your spirit. You might not see it. Why don't we see it as brightly as we ought to? Because of this whole mess of the heart and the blood and the brain. This is what just gets burnt off of our spirit for the morning star, which is fire. Stars are where fire come from. That's where heat and energy comes from. This isn't Venus. This isn't your solar system. This isn't second heavens dwarf stars of the Luciferian worshipers of starlight Illuminati abomination. This is the light of God the Father and the Lamb of God, the bright morning star the light of lights. This is angelic light. It's called the glory. This is our legal right to rule this world if you can get into the correct light and repent of Luciferian second heaven wandering starlight, which is all the rebellion of your flesh. It takes wandering stars to sin in the flesh. 
It takes a covenant with a demon in the movements of your body for all wrongdoing to happen. It is a fallen angel activity to practice wrongdoing because you're in wandering starlight and you're fathered by fallen angels until you get into bright glory light. Then you're fathered by God, the father of lights, the father of spirits and the father of Shekinah glory. That is his name in the Bible. We need our glory fathered. The Holy Spirit is your Father. The Holy Spirit is my Father. And He is fathering my glory into a brighter glory to devour all that is false in my DNA. All that is false in my soul. All that is false in the four chambers of my heart. All that is false in my skull and my bones and my organs and my DNA of all the 70 root nations of the earth and their bloodlines. All that is false is human. All that is true is divine. And God's divinity is inside our falsity, inside man and woman's soul. And he will purify it in the baptism of fire. And we shall come out of Babylon crying, Great grace! Great grace! The burning of Babylon, which is the soul with the world in it. The Holy Ghost is going to clean up this generation with great grace. The fire of God is easily able to do it. It's not hard for him. What's impossible for us is easy for God. And so now, I entrust you into God's hands and the message of His grace, which is all that you need to become strong. All of God's blessings are imparted through the word of grace, which He provides as the spiritual inheritance given to all of His holy ones. All you need is the living word to burn stronger in your heart. They interviewed the richest woman in the world on Forbes magazine. That got your attention. They said, what is the key to all your billions, woman? She said, my ability to communicate. It is the word of God that is your ability and possibility for all success in all things. God is your success. If you make the word of God tonight your ability, you will go from glory to glory in the excellence of the great King who lives in heaven. God the Father and Jesus Christ is his name. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for a people. They will live in Zion. They will live in heaven by valuing your word. One thing you lack, a faith in the living word. That is your key to every door that you desire inside your heart. Every place and position of power and prosperity and princely prestige 
comes through the Word of God valued by your spirit, illuminating your mind how wrong the flesh is about everything. Revelation is a revealing of Jesus always right in spirit and flesh and soul always wrong in worldliness. If you can value the word as a sword, it will be a key for the rising of your spirit into new dimensions through your soul burning as an animal sacrifice. If you let the animal live, you will never have an inheritance. You might have a temporal sub, but the devil will take it back right away. It won't be long term. It won't be eternal. We're not fools. We don't build with shifting sand. We build with solid rock. Like wise master builders, we build so it can weather all storms for all generations. Moses said, for your children's children, children, to the ninth and tenth generation of those who love the living word. Not a momentary pleasure in the flesh like Esau, but an eternal reward of the Word of God building in your spirit through your bloodlines given to the Holy Ghost. These are the ones who inherit the promises, who give their eternal lives of their spirit and their temporal lives of their flesh and blood to the Holy Ghost. Take us, Holy Spirit, if you're watching right now, just close your eyes and just say, Take my life, Holy Spirit. I give you my soul. I give you my bloodlines. I give you my mind and ideas. I give you my, my will. Take me, Holy Spirit, into heaven for your purposes of eternal life. I want to glorify Jesus and God the Father in eternal rewards. Remove my temporal foolishness and give me eternal wisdom to build my life in the fire of God upon the rock of ages. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Give an offering into the will of God if you want tonight, if the Spirit puts it on your heart. No manipulation and offering it's a get-to. God loves cheerful givers, which means you got to want to. In the fire, you'll want to advance this kingdom. You want the priestly works like Red Litter Ministries to be magnified and to conquer, to take higher positions of power and authority in media, upgrading our apps, hiring app designers, doing this work thousands of dollars a month just to maintain what we already got going on. Want to buy the property in Kenya, it's 40 grand. Build a real place there, a brick and mortar, a big Coliseum for revival. That'll be 400 grand. I mean, the sky's the limit to take this into a nice theater to expand this place in North Minneapolis that's temporal. It's a temporary place of the training of the first fruits of the Dread Champions and grow this work for more and more people to learn about Heavenly Jerusalem 
sowing in to promised land, never-ending revival of the manifesting sons of God, valuing this teaching, putting treasure into this teaching, not just by your faith, but of the sacrifice of your dollars and your money as a real sacrifice for the increase of God's kingdom. That's why it's a cheerful giving. You're giving with revelation for advancing God's kingdom. It is precious and it is holy to the Lord. You read in Exodus, it talks about financial giving as holy to the Lord, more than any other thing as holy to the Lord in that book. What was holy to the Lord was the offering of the people to God. We have not consecrated our offerings as a holy sacrifice to God. doesn't mean you're not giving a lot. Some of you are. Some of you aren't giving anything. So just repent and start giving through the circumcision of your hearts and minds. Whatever you have to give into the temple and the, the works of the apostles. Amen. But understand how holy it is. Understand how valuable it is. Understand it as treasure to the temple. This was a huge deal in Exodus. Moses had to teach the people how to give. They didn't know how to give. They're coming out of slavery, Egypt, same as this Babylonian millennial generation, this American generation. You have to reteach the ancient holiness of the things of God in sacrificing. It is holy to the Lord. It is not a minor thing. It's the major theme of the book, sacrifice our sacrifices for God, for Him, of our natural man, to go deeper into the spiritual man through sacrifices. It is not not just essential. There's no way to grow unless this becomes a lifestyle of sacrifice. It's not even optional. For anyone with revelation, this will become a lifestyle of going from glory to glory. It's a revelation of sacrifice. We are living sacrifices, everything sacrifice, not for God taking from you, God glorifying you by learning his sacrificial ways financially, physically, with time, morally, most importantly, in the fire. The fire is the sacrifice of the eternal soul for God's pleasure. If you can't sacrifice temporal things, you'll never sacrifice eternal things like your souls to the fire of God. As your souls begin to be sacrificed, it's easier to give and give thousands and even millions as you go from glory to glory. And I know many of you want to be able to give more into what God's doing in the Manifesting Sons of God revival. You will easily do it as you sacrifice your souls. You'll be given larger responsibilities, like the parable of the talents. If you are faithful with the one talent, which was $4,000 for one talent, it's a measurement of $4,000, one talent. Five talents was how many? $20,000. Google it. A talent is $4,000 in today's money. 
If you're faithful with that, you'll be given more as you ascend through fire in your soul. Burn up your souls. You'll be given more responsibilities in the realm of the natural from glory to glory, which is fire to fire through your souls on the inside as your spiritual intelligence conquers your natural intelligence. As kingdom wisdom in your bellies conquers worldly wisdom in your flesh and brains. In Jesus' name, amen.
Yeah, yeah. 